Hi guys, happy October 23rd, 2021. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking about deflecting negativity. But before that, I pulled an Angels and Ancestors Oracle card and what popped out was Air Guardian, Shift Your Perception. And this came out before on a previous podcast, but Air Guardian, Shift Your Perception, it's all about being aware of how you utilize your thinking, your thinking process and how that impacts your 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 emotions, your feelings, your actions. Air guardians all about guardian. You know, an air can indicate communication. So the way you communicate can create boundaries. So this can be a message, a reminder of having boundaries for yourself, whether it's effective communication or, you know, um, non-effective communication. And if things are not working out in your life or you just feel like you're not progressing. You have to look at your perception of it, you know, and the way you shift it, the way you look at it is going to um, dictate and the outcome, you know, of how you feel about yourself and the actions that you do. So take a look in your culture and your family history and your lineage and see how your communication or your family's communication formulates, you know, within your family, you know, are you outspoken, you know, uh, maybe quiet, you know, um, shame. There could be shame-based. It could be a shame-based culture. So people don't speak up or they don't talk about certain issues because they live it, because they think it's shameful. So they just hide it, you know, or hinder it, hinder, you know, hinder their feelings in because of the perception of the shame. But the message here from Air Guardian is about being mindful of how you perceive your situation and the environment around you and how that intertwines with your life and how you communicate and to have boundaries. So, and for the health, it can indicate the nose area, you know, the nose area, you know. Okay, so on this topic, I'm gonna to be talking about def- deflecting negativity, right? But I was thinking about the next topic for the next podcast, and I think I'm gonna do a topic on inflation, you know, and inflation is just, um, it's just an increase in prices that decrease your purchasing power. Um, for example, you can think back a couple years ago or decades ago of buying something or attending an event and it was way cheaper than what it is now. Um, you know, maybe it was a couple dollars and now it's a couple hundred dollars. So it's like, that's an example of inflation. You know, it's like the increase of price, you know, and, and how that dollar holds its value and different aspects go into inflation, you know, um, whether it's consumer price index, the producer price index or the personal consumption expenditures price, <laughs> you know, and that comes from uh, John Schmidt. He wrote an article about it in May 20, 2021. And it also involves the Federal Reserve and the central banking. So there's a, it's multifactorial, you know, it, it encompasses a lot of, um, a lot of elements, you know, with, uh, with energy prices, natural gas, the coal prices and how this all combines together with the supply and demand and the constraints, right? So um, you can take a look at right now with the pandemic that's going on, you can see, you know, where this goes with inflation. But I'll get, I'll talk more about it on the next but podcast on that. But that I was thinking about doing a topic on that, you know, to shedding some light on that, you know, um, for fun. <laughs> but this, but this is going to be a reminder for all the listeners is that who we send in the government is a big, uh, a big, uh, a problem, you know, and how long should someone work in the government? You know, um, like I said before, uh, you're going to be there for 45 years. I mean, did you take any, I mean, it's just, it's just a long thing that people can go off on, you know, but 
it's always about bringing positive changes, right? Positive changes, but you have to always deal with corruption and corruption never wants positive changes, especially if you're dealing with puppeteers, right? And uh, it doesn't matter who you send in the government because they're puppets. So, but that could be on the next topic. But so how to deflect negativity? And I got this idea from Six of Wands. So my information for this topic for deflecting neg negativity comes right out of my book on page 96, <laughs> Six of Wands. You know, there's six key aspects that I wrote about with Six of Wands. That's number one. I'll, I'll do the I'll list the six aspects and then I'll talk about them. And then I'll do a reading for each sun sign. So the first one is center of attention. You know, so the first one is center of attention. The second one is people watching. And the third one is mutual contentment. The fourth one is awareness of behavior. The fifth one is conscious, being conscious. And then number six is ideal look. So this can go into all aspects in your life, like deflecting negativity, whether you have to deal with your family members, your siblings, um, you know, co-workers, a relationship, you know, neighbor, or even people in the community, right? Um, so it's like, how do you deflect negativity? And deflecting neg negativity, this can be anything. This can be anything from someone's weight, like uh, fat shaming, or this can be manipulation, or this can be sarcasm. This can be just insults or rude comment or unwanted advances. Say somebody's trying to hit on you and it's totally un unwanted, you know, or unjust feelings, you know, or it could be uh, something somebody said negativity about your gender or your gender preference or your height, you know, or your color, you know, so... There's a lot of things that that you can deflect, you know, like uh, and that's why you call it negativity, because there isn't anything positive when you um, when you insult someone. Right. There isn't anything positive about it, especially their physicality, you know, and that always comes from hurt. You know, so there's hurt people out there in the world. Right. Um, and you have to be mindful of that, especially when you're for the younger generation that that's starting in to get involved in relationships and dating and stuff. Um, you have to be very mindful of a toxic relationship and. It, you know, you have to, that toxic relationship can kill you. You know, it can, it can, if you stay with that toxic person for years and years, you know, you can have, you can have a heart attack, you know, you can have a stroke, you know, you can, you know, you can have continuous headaches, you know, um, so you have to be mindful of it. And sometimes people will outweigh their attachment or the insecurities just to stay in the relationship. And, 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 and at the end of the day, it ends up costing them their health and their life. So you have to be mindful of that. But um, so for the first thing with, uh, deflecting is not taking it personal, right? You have to like anything negative, you know, um, you have to have the perception, you know, the shift your perception and <laughs> shift your perception and say, okay, I'm not taking this personal because it really doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the person that's saying it. Right. Um, so you have to, that's key. You know, it's like, number one is not take it personal. It's easier said than done because, that's what I tell people, like, sometimes when people complain to me, you know, if I have a family member complaining to me or a friend complaining to me that they got insulted, whether it's their weight or their job or, you know, how they're, you know, uh, acting or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you know, I always tell them, don't take it personal, but they, and then they come back and tell me, I, I can't help it, I had to take it personal. So, but if you can shift your perception and not take it personal, you know, that would be, um, that would give you more strength and it'll put you on top, you know, because... You're not going to allow anybody's negativity to um, impact you. Um, and then number uh, two, after you, okay, so, okay, so center of attention. So take a, uh, just take a look 
in your life right now and remember the last time you were the center of attention. So maybe you were the center of attention in your family. Maybe it was your party or your birthday or some event, you know, or at work. Maybe you're the boss, you know, or supervisor or, you know, or maybe you had a new shirt on or something. But that day you were the center of attention. So when you find yourself to be a center of attention in an, in an in a situation or an environment, you're going to have to be able to deflect negativity, right? And not take, take things personal. So Six of Wands and Tarot reminds us that, you know, being in the center of the crowd, you're going to have a lot of people around you because it's that classic example of Tarot where this, the guy or girl or, or, or whatever cat or whatever the, the tarot maker of the cards made, you know, of the symbolism. Because sometimes people use animals, they use people, they use humans, they use all kinds of different things for the tarot decks. But um, when you look at the traditional tarot, you know, um, it's someone sitting on the horse, right? And people are around the horse. So it's kind of like a celebration, a parade. But that guy or that woman is the center of attention. So you, you have to be mindful of people around you might not be supportive, right? They might not be supportive. They might be, you know, like negative, negative say, naysayers, you know, or they wish you the best. They say verbally that they wish you the best, but deep down inside, they don't wish you the best. And some of the biggest backstabbing situations can come from, you know, your own tribe, you know, your own tribe, your own family, your own tribe, your own, your own group, your own friends. So you have to be mindful of that. But just take a look back and remember when you were the center of attention, you know, and was there a time that you feel like you had to uh, deflect negativity? Maybe you're a mother, you know, and you took your child to uh, kindergarten. She was wearing a cute little dress. And so you were the center of attention or something. It's just an example, but there's all kinds of examples because I have different type of listeners you know, singles, marrieds, you know, uh, whether they're single, married or whatever, but, uh, or kids or no kids. So it's multifactorial, but, but you, if you find yourself to be the center of attention, you're going to find yourself deflecting negativity. And then the next one is people watching. So to get a better idea of uh, deflecting negativity, you could take a look at how people act. So like whenever next time you're in a setting, or maybe you do this naturally, as you stand back and you have observation right so you have the ability to observe you know and uh, see how those interactions are you know how they interact if if they have children to see how they interact with their children you know um, their friends you know wh whether are they hostile you know or are they standoffish you know um, or are they positive you know or are they uplifters you know um, you know stuff like that because you will be able to learn a lot you know learn a lot from watching people's behaviors because you're going to be able to pick up the red flags. Um, and the next one is uh, mutual contentment. So mutual contentment is all about, you know, that you're content, they're content. You know, so both sides have contentment. You know, there's a level of satisfaction, you know, equal give and take, you know, the timing. You know, this is important in relationships too, because it's like, and jobs as well, you know, in life, like if you don't feel content in what you're doing, like a level of satisfaction, you know, a deep level of satisfaction, you're going to find an emptiness, you know, you're going to find that there, that you might not feel like you don't have any value, you know, your value is completely meaningless, you know, but that's why you have to um, have contentment with yourself and say, you know, like you are content in what you do and you do bring value because when you deal with negative people or negative, when you want to deflect negativity, you know, you're going to have to have that mind of not taking it personal and then be able to take that step back, you know, and have that observation and say, this is something different. You know, um, this negative energy is coming from something different. Um, and if you are already content in what you do, all that negativity is not going to bother you because you know that what value you're bringing in into your work and your life is satisfying. 
So if you're satisfied within yourself, it, it will mean it would be absolutely mean nothing or meaningless if you were not satisfied with yourself. So if you're satisfied, all the negative naysayers, that's not going to have an impact on you because when you truly have satisfaction within yourself, all that negativity just drops, drops. You know, it just drops. It's like a water off a duck's back. You know, like six of swords. <laughs> you know, it's just like it will be completely meaningless. It's like talking to a wall. You know, um, but some people do struggle with it, so that's why I'm doing this topic. Um, then number four is awareness of behavior. So this is important, you know, um, like having awareness, you know, um, you know, what are you aware of, you know, in, in, in within yourself and then within within yourself and your own behavior. Do you have the mindset of like, okay, I'm saying this because I'm triggered by something that's bothering me. So if something is triggering you, that's something that's bothering you, you're going to project that on somebody else, right? So you have to be aware of, of the people, you know, the behaviors. And this is um, important key in relationships because if you're in a relationship with someone toxic, you know, um, you know, like talk to your friends and, you know, it's like when you talk to your friends or colleagues and they tell you about the relationships that they're in, you know, and that you want to tell, you want to save your friend, right? Be like, oh my God, you know, that person's so toxic, you know, but um, we all know that, you know, that the people are going to listen to themselves, you know, and do what they want. But having awareness of the behavior can help, right? So you have to look at their attitude, you know, their attitude, you know, their attitude towards you and, and others around them. Listen to the remarks that they make around you and others and be mindful of the trigger points, you know. So, for example, let's say uh, Buddy, Buddy is dating uh, Katie, you know, Buddy's dating Katie, you know, or Katie's dating Katie or buddy's dating buddy or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. But the the issue here is that if you're dealing with some, let's say uh, buddy's dating Katie and Katie is toxic in a sense of she doesn't know how to recognize her triggers and she doesn't know how to funnel her emotions in a professional manner. manner. She'll just lash out, you know, with negative insults or um, put buddy down, you know, and, and then, then Katie will feel better. But that right there is, is, uh, is uh, like, uh, like, murdering the soul, you know, like, uh, Katie feels better after all she said, after she talked all kinds of junk to Buddy, but it caused, it caused Buddy, um, you know, harm, you know, so, and then the problem with relationships is that sometimes people think that they take the negative behavior, so let's say Katie's, after Katie said all the negativity to Buddy, then Katie's fine, right, because Katie lashed out or unleashed all her negativity to Buddy, and so, like, Katie's walks away, but but he's frustrated. So you have to be mindful of like, what are you going to accept in your relationship? You know what I mean? Like how desperate are you to accept a toxic relationship just for someone to cuddle with or just someone to go travel with? You know, I mean, relationships are great. We all know that relationships are great when they work, but they're, they're not great when they don't work, right? So it's like having the beginning of the mindset, like from, from the very beginning and having awareness of, of someone's behavior, that's key. Right. That's key in relationships, whether, like I said before, their attitude, their remarks and an argument. So let's say uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, if someone's uh, single or like, let's say Buddy's dating Katie and Katie has children. And this is a big issue with dating because some people don't want to date people that have kids. You know what I mean? Like like women, like if women that don't have kids, they want to date a man that doesn't have no kids because they want to have their own kids. You know, they don't, why would they want someone else's kids? Right. And uh, kids are always the innocent ones. Right. Um, but uh, in relationships, they. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it can be it can be issues, right? So, rule number one: if you're going to date somebody that has kids, you know, you're going to be, uh, you know, 
most of the time you're going to be last on their list because their kids are going to come first, right? And so, uh, you know, you can look at your friends that have kids and look at that, but, um, you know, think about how many women you know that have kids with, with different men. Like they have a children, two couple kids from one man and then they have a couple kids from another man, you know, or same thing with that guy. He has kids from all kinds of women, you know, so you have to look and see, you know, how, how that plays in your life if you're dealing with that situation. And if someone's single that doesn't have kids, why would you even expect someone that doesn't have kids that's single will want that in their life? You know what I'm saying? Because the kids are always going to come first and they're always going to have to deal with their ex, right? So there's a lot of things going, a lot of uh, layers when you deal with dating. And uh, this was um, mentioned to me by one of my colleagues. So that's why I'm talking about it because in the in the, you know, you, you see it in, in dating, you know, and let's we'll see what your friends are going through. But um, if you're going to deal with that, like someone that already has a family and stuff like that, it, you know, it's going to put more stress and pressure, but maybe you can handle it. Maybe that's for you, you know, um, but you have to be mindful of it, too, because like I said before, when I was in medical school, I, I think I told this story before. Um, uh, the doctor told us, you know, that uh, he, he's an OBGYN and he you know, obviously he works with women, right? His patients are all women. But when he taught us OBGYN, um, he even said that women are so damn concerned about uh, getting a man, you know, and, and putting their the man's boots near their bed. But they don't they don't have any insight into who they're bringing home. You know, you don't even know who the hell you're bringing home and and your child can be in, you know, in danger. You don't know, you know. And uh, he was telling us that, you know, he's seen a repetitive pattern with uh, with women. So you have to be mindful of that, especially if you're young, you know, like starting out teenager, or, you know, dating and stuff like that, because you're talking about the rest of your life, right? So, um, and it's good to put boundaries. It's good. It's, it's, if you don't conditionalize what you accept, then, then that just tells you that, you know, you, you're not having a filter, you know, you're not having a filter, you know? Um, the next one is, uh, conscious level. So being aware of the behavior. So if you know, if, if you're dating somebody that has family issues, you know, they could be triggered. So let's say the, the, let's say, let's say you're dating a woman that has children and, she got in a fight with her kids and now she's taking the anger out on, on Buddy, right? Katie and Buddy, you know, or vice versa. Buddy has kids and Katie doesn't and Buddy got in a fight with his kids. So now Buddy's taking the anger out on Katie. So you have to be mindful of that because uh, people are not going to put up with it, right? They're going to go home. They're going to get in their vehicle and leave, you know? So you have to be mindful of, uh, you know, how, what you accept in the relationship, you know, and what's determined, you know, toxic. You know, insults are never uh, positive, regardless. Even if it's fat shaming, you know, it's always uh, the person that's overweight knows they're overweight. They don't need someone someone telling them that they're overweight, right? And even if you are fat shaming, that comes from negativity. That comes from hurt. First, it comes from hurt because they're hurt because they can't take care of their pain. Second, they project, you know, their insecurities on you. So, you know, they can have an eating disorder. They can have a past history of eating disorder. They can have, uh, you know, or maybe they're just superficial. Some people are really superficial, like. You can be invited to a wedding, but you're not going to be in the wedding photos because they feel like you're too fucking fat. So, and people are so superficial, but that's what they do, you know, and that's them. And that's, that shows who they are. They're superficial, you know, they're so into their uh, looks and body, you know, and that's great. That's them, but they conditionalize it. And, and so that's what they're formulating in their life is conditionalism, conditionalize. So if you have, if you're dealing with that or whatever, or stuff like that, just be mindful that, you know, it's, it's coming from uh, negativity, you know, hate, you know, so, um, it is, you know, you have to be mindful of it. So when you're conscious, you know, the next one is conscious level. So when you get this conscious, it's like, I'm aware, you know, not only am I aware, but I'm consciously here, you know, I'm aware of 
of your actions. I'm aware of my actions. You know, um, I'm like a buddy can be conscious of why Katie said it, you know, or or why uh, he said it, you know, or whoever said it. So it's having that conscious level, you know, of uh, of awareness, you know, of like, okay, I know why you said it. Even if you know why you, even if you know why the person said it, like what uh, is the underlying issue for a trigger, it never gives them an excuse of them acting hateful, you know. So let's say they did come from a fucked up childhood, you know, or a bunch of traumas, you know, and shit like that. But that doesn't give that person the excuse and acting like that in the relationship, you know, maybe they had a hard life. You know, maybe they had a really hard life, but that doesn't give the person an excuse to project all their negativity onto someone else because they're going to continuously, you know, lose people in their life because people are not going to put up with it, you know? And then, and, and you know what, in some conditions, some people will conditionalize their relationships. They won't go out with anybody that has traumas. Like if, you know, like they won't, you know, I've, I've heard this before, you know, when talking with colleagues, the number one thing here is no way, you know, because for them, they're going to have to put up with the with the rest of their life, for the rest of, if they go out with someone that has past childhood traumas and they're going to have to deal with the life of hell because um, they're going to deal with that person's problems, you know, for the rest of their fucking life. So nobody wants to do that. So, um, you know, it's not to shame the person that, because it's not the person's fault if they did have a traumatic childhood, but that person that had that traumatic childhood has to take responsibility of getting the help they need, right? And not using projections you know, so much like projecting it because people have a limit and they have boundaries. So, um, that's, and I know people that will go into the, uh, I, I think I told this story before too. I know someone that was, went on a date and they went in the bathroom and they opened up the medicine cabinet and they seen a bunch of different prescriptions. <laughs> yeah. Because who do, they wanted to know what the prescriptions were. Right. So they're going to ask the person that they, they're going to ask people that think they know. Right. So, so yeah, they did. They went in the bathroom and they checked the, the medicine cabinet. They seen a bunch of prescriptions, you know, and they got, it's not to, you know, make light of it, but it's just like when it comes to relationships and you have to be your, your number one protector for your health and your mind, right? Because sometimes people get, you know, they want a relationship, they want to go out, but yeah, but not to sell your soul, right? There's an example in, in uh, one of the tarot books that an author writes about like, yeah, they want romance, but they're not willing to sell their soul for it. You know what I mean? Like they're not willing to like, you know, put up, you know, like all that negativity, you know, it's like desperation, you know, it's, you know, desperation will get you nothing, you know, but a pile of pain. So, um, so just be mindful of that with the consciousness. And then number six, the ideal look. So this is ideally like, right. So physicality, you know, um, like that you make them, oh, wow. Somebody tells you, wow, you guys make a good, you know, you guys, you two really make a good couple, you know, or, you know, you guys really fit well. So an ideal couple is something or, or ideal job or ideal like maybe you want to move, you know, maybe you want to move to the city, maybe you want to move to the country, or maybe you want to move by the water, you know, um, the ocean or the lake, but because that's the ideal for you, you know, it's like you want to enjoy that environment. But same thing with, uh, with your, with relationships, you know, or the job, it's like the ideal, you know, but you have to be careful with the ideal look because that can, um, you know, that can, it's like judging a book by its cover. And we all know, like, for example, like, well, like maybe you've been like when you know those uh, restaurants that have the restaurants or these uh, bakeries that have these the most gorgeous, uh, you know, um, cakes and ice creams, you know, or desserts, you know, but when you taste it, it doesn't taste that good. Right. So it's like judging a book by its co cover. Right. It's like, oh, my God, it looks fantastic. And then it's not, you know, it looks awesome, you know, or it looks delicious. And, and it's not. 
So you have to be mindful of the ideal look, but six of wands is all about the idealness. Like, oh, well, he's ideal for me or she's ideal for me, you know? So you have to be careful with that and, and the ideal look. So that was uh, today's podcast was just about deflecting negativity. You know, how are you going to be able to de deflect negativity? You know, because first of all, look in your environment. Most likely you are the center of attention of something, you know, whether a center of attention of a conversation or at work, you know, or what you're wearing or whatever. So that's going to bring a lot of negativity, you know, maybe, you know, you know, so that's going to bring a lot of negativity. And then number two, people watch. You want to be able to have that ability to step back and have an observation of, of the person you're dealing with and how they're, how they're dealing with it, you know? Um, so, you know, whether it's, whether they're hostile, you know, how they interact with people, you know, whether, like I said, standoffish, you know, um, you know, whether they're just rude, you know, or manipulation, you have to be very careful with manipulation when you're dealing with people, because, one of the forms of manipulation is that they want to twist it. You know, they want to like say, well, you know, what happens if that happened to you? You know, it's like, well, it didn't happen to them. It didn't happen to them, but they can empathize with you or they can kind of try to empathize, but you can't continuously use that as an escape goal in a relationship, you know, because that's just a big form of manipulation, you know, and it's control, you know, it's control, you know, it's control. Then next, next number three, you want to be mindful of, you know, mutual contentment, you know, so are you satisfied? Is there this level of satisfaction in your work, in your life that you're doing? Does it bring value, you know, um, uh, you know, and if, and if you're content and, and you really feel happy about it, then that's what matters. You know, you can deflect all the negativity because all that negativity will mean absolutely fucking nothing because you're content with yourself and the satisfaction in what you're doing with your life, Right. And that's why sometimes people get a lot of negativity is because when they have a sense of satisfaction in what they're doing, you know, um, and they're having fun in what they're doing, you can have, you can, uh, there's haters around because they're not satisfied with themselves. They have this deep level of ingrained dissatisfaction and that deep level of dissatisfaction within themselves can stem from, from their life. So be mindful of that. And then number four, awareness of behavior. This is important. So be aware of your behavior, be aware of the the people around you's behavior, you know, like whether it's, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, negative, you know, it's just the, their behavior, whether it's their triggers or whether it's control or manipulation, you know, um, you got to be aware of it. There's patterns in behavior too. So you can, you can look at that too. With the patterns of behavior with the person that you're dealing with would tell you a lot if you um, are aware of it. And then number five is conscious level, you know, Conscious, being conscious and having awareness go together, you know, like you're aware, but you're consciously, you know, like I, 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 I am here, you know, I can, I know what I see, you know, and lastly is the ideal look, you know, and how it looks. So that was today's podcast. So I'm going to move on to, um, doing the reading for the sun signs and then, uh, close it out. Um, okay. So I'm going to do, um, Aries and I'll just do fire air no fire earth air and water so let me let me shuffle these and just see what's coming up Aries. and i do use profanity but i mean um it's a podcast and it's an adult podcast so i mean you know <laughs> but people get offended you know i do i have some people that really get offended. some people get offended like oh my god you got a potty mouth or whatever but it's like, well, I mean, um, hey, you know what? I can throw, I can, now I can throw, a, a, I think I said this before, right? There's a study out there that people that use profanity um, will tell you what it is. <laughs> but it's just an excuse, but nonetheless. Okay, so let's see what's going on with Aries. Okay. 
So Aries, you guys got Knight of Pentacles. So for the next two weeks, be mindful of um, taking your time, you know, making the progress you need to make. You know, for health, be mindful of the knees. Um, also, focus on what you have to get done. So for Aries, there's things that you have to get done. Just focus on that. But um, take your time because that's going to be your protection is you taking your time. And spend more time outside. Okay. Leos. It's coming up with Leos. Ace of Cups. Well, that's good. Ace of Cups, you guys. Ace of Cups is all about that. New beginnings, new romance, new opportunities. Aces and Tarot can indicate uh, newness, but it also can indicate a water sign. Pisces, Scorpio. Uh, Pisces, Scorpio, or um, Cancer. So you can be dealing with uh, a personality with this, but this is good for any type of new... Uh, work, whether it's writing, uh, opportunities, you know, anything new with your emotions, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very fulfilling time for you in the next two weeks with your emotions. So maybe you're working on a new project or, or dealing with a water sign or something like that. But just be mindful of things, you know, keeping up the, the, the level of enthusiasm, you know, as time goes on. Um, but this is a good energy for new beginnings because aces indicate new beginnings, but cups is all about emotions. So it's always about renewal too, you know, and, uh, be mindful of, of your cup of emotions, you know, and, and stuff like that. And your spiritual aspect, you know, water plays an important part in your life in the next two weeks. Okay. Sages. You guys got three of wands. So three of wands can indicate traveling, you know, waiting for things to happen. Um, having your back turned on some situation. Can dealing with a fire sign. Um, be mindful of your muscular skeletal system. Um, spending out time outside, you know, by water, uh, boat, you know, maybe you're going to get on a boat. Um, but this is just about, you know, opportunities, but also, and it could also indicate dealing with three people or three situations or three opportunities or, or stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Virgo, earth. Now I'm moving on to earth. Virgo. Virgos, you got six of swords. Six of swords is good. It's all about moving out of the troubled waters. You know, it's like water off a duck's back, you know, like you're moving from a troubled time to a more positive time and you're traveling with others. So you're not going to be traveling alone. You might be traveling in the next two weeks, but you're not going to be traveling alone. Also, um, but it's smooth sailings, that traditional saying of smooth sailings or things getting better for you. It's like you're reaching out of the harder times, coming into better times. It's good for uh, anything to do with communication, work, projects. Um, negativity, though, be mindful of, of something that you're not seeing behind your back. You know, it's not bad, but it's there. It's like a fog, you know. So in the next two weeks, maybe you need to clear your fog, your mind, you know, mental clarity, you know. Um, okay. Taurus. Let's see. Taurus, you guys got King of Swords. So King of Swords is dealing with the law. You can, you can have friends in the law or dealing with the military or dealing with authority, you know, paperwork, uh, rules, regulations. It can indicate an air sign. Um, you know, air signs are Aquarius, Gemini, Libra. Um, it can deal with infections, you know, uh, like a viral or fungal infection, can inflammation for health. Um, but King of Swords is always about being, making that, uh, being very objective, right? And making, um, not letting your emotions make the decision for you. So for the next two weeks, just be mindful that you may have to deal with the law or somebody in the law, but also you will be making decisions. But when you make decisions, it will be based on logic, you know, not emotions. And uh, 
and your health, just be mindful of possible inflammation. All right, Capricorns. Three of Swords. Okay, Caps. Capricorns. <laughs> three of Swords is all about, it can't indicate heartache, but okay. So Three of Swords is literally Three of Swords. It's a heart with three swords in it, but this can indicate heartache, breakup, divorce. It can indicate uh, rekindling or recovering. Um, this also can indicate a new relationship. So this is new opportunities for a relationship, a happy relationship, you know, good for, uh, even though it brings heartache, but it's all, but there's always something positive to the heartache. Like, and that's new beginnings, you know? So if you're having heartache right now, you know, in the next two weeks, just be mindful that you're going to have new beginnings that are going to bring you joy, you know? And this could also indicate dealing with uh, something in threes, you know? And uh, it can indicate um, spending some time outside at night, you know, looking at, uh, looking up at, looking, looking up above and um, be mindful of uh, rainstorms. So rainstorms can indicate like literally rainstorms or rainstorms in your life, you know, that bring sadness to you. But in general though, um, it can indicate heartache, but heartache going into something positive. Okay, Aquarius. Aquarius, you got the sun. So the sun is all about uh, positive partnerships, um, dealing with someone that's a divorce or um, unionships. Also, it can indicate, uh, you know, being in a sunny area or dealing with someone that, that's, you know, a fire. It could be a Leo energy. But also it can indicate um, something not falling through. So something that's delayed or something that you thought that's going to come through but doesn't. But this is a blessing in disguise. And this can also indicate uh, horses, you know, sunflowers, um, and trying to stay optimistic. Okay. Gemini. Gemini, you got eight of wands. So eight of wands is all about uh, communication, you know, delays, you know, anything to do with signing papers or stuff like that, real estate, stuff like that. But this can also mean traveling, you know, it's a uh, full steam ahead. You know, some people write about that. Describe it like eight of wands is full of steam ahead. Um, but traditionally for romance, it's positive. For work, it's positive. Well, the only negativity here can be delays. Okay. So Libra. Libra, you got two of cups. So two of cups is that classical uh, meaning of unionships, romance. So you might be entering a phase of romance or partnership. But be mindful of your guys' ideologies. You guys might have different belief systems and stuff like that. So that might cause a constraint but if you're not in a relationship this can mean coming together with someone like partnership project you know um you know be mindful of uh you know your other your, your partner you know and uh having you know that mutual contentment um and blue comes up so the color blue comes up for you uh for the next two weeks maybe that means calming or uh something that you do to make you feel less anxious Okay, Scorpios. Scorpios, you got the chariot. So the chariot's about travel, uh, you know, traveling over water or traveling to another country can indicate you have to deal with a cancer because uh, chariot can indicate a cancer. It's a water sign, so you might have to deal with someone that has that type of um, characteristics. But this is about travel. This can indicate, uh, you know, meeting people, you know, um, you know like uh, superficially like superficial uh, meetings or superficial flings. This could also indicate anything good for news and work and, uh, 
you know, um, transportation. So you might be traveling with a different type of transportation or a new transportation. But this is you, you know, being able to feel free. So I think in the next two weeks, you're going to feel free. You're going to be, it's like, you know, there's a sense of freedom, you know, about you moving or being able to move, you know, rise above your problems. And be mindful of your intuition and be mindful of someone that has a cancer type personality. Pisces. Pisces, you got Queen of Swords. So Queen of Swords is the opposite of King of Swords. And King, Queen of Swords can indicate, again, you know, um, communication, you know, being objective, you know, um, not letting your emotions rule. You know, can also indicate law. can also indicate, um, you know, making a, a decision, you know, based on law. Uh, Queen of Swords, you have to be mindful of the words you use, too, because this can be... Um, you know, hurtful words. So be mindful on in the Pisces, like, you know, people that you surround yourself with and then the words they use because they can be harmful. Um, okay. And lastly, Cancer. You guys got King of Wands. You got King of Wands. You're going to have to deal with some of the Aries personality. <laughs> um, but King of Wands is a good, it's a good uh, energy. You know, it's about, you know, in the next two weeks, find your passion. You know, the passion, the creativity, this can go good with work, career, your relationships. But this is just an indication of taking control of your life. So you have to take control of your life. And how you can take control of your life is fun, funneling it through your passion. You know, and you might have to deal with someone that has a fiery personality. You know, all right. That was today's podcast. And I'll next, <laughs> until next time, namaste.